Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I think that everybody puts way too much into starting games and Grapefruit League games from the standpoint of the guys that you know you're going to be in the rotation, you're mapping out what they're days are for the season you know certain guys line up on certain days you know defense is important to us put a premium on playing the defense we played the last couple years that's why we've won a lot of games and you know Heston's uh, just doesn't have the major league experience really in the corner outfield so we're gonna give him all the experience we can out here and yeah I mean I think that's what I'm gonna try to do every game being fastball dominant obviously allowed me to pitch deep into the game a lot of early counts uh you know ground balls pop-ups really just saving the pitch count i think is a big thing um so just being able to locate the fastball i think is pretty important and obviously somebody of that caliber pretty exciting you know when they're coming in putting on the same uniform as you really excited to watch him this year you know he can do some pretty special things uh so it's going to be fun to see him doing that in camden yards Grayson Rodriguez, stud, young right-hander for the Orioles. Talking about Corbin Burns, stud right-hander now for the Orioles, former Cy Young Award winner, acquired from Milwaukee at a month or so ago in a trade that cost the Orioles a couple of top 100 prospects and the 34th pick in the draft. And Corbin Burns, and Brandon Hyde was talking about it right out of the gate. Corbin Burns is going to start the exhibition opener tomorrow against Boston. But don't read too much into it in regards to what that means for the rotation playing out. Corbin Burns has pitched in exhibition baseball and didn't even start said game. He just pitched. You get your work in. There's a pitch count, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think, and Brandon Hyatt hasn't officially announced that Corbin Burns is going to be the opening day starter, but he is. And yesterday just kind of, Eh, he's going to get the start, and he's going to work. Corbin Burns not really, you know, overwhelmed with the assignment. Just kind of get the work in. But I think we could start connecting dots here sooner or later. And Nolan McGraw, part of our Baltimore Baseball Tonight crew, here on 105.7 The Fan, I think this is hopefully the start, no pun intended, of Corbin Burns getting a lot of first starts if you're picking up what I'm putting down here. Right. Well, is there any scenario now, especially with Bradish being injured, that anyone else but Burns is starting opening day? I think even with Bradish in the equation, it was a pretty heavy lean towards Burns, the guy you gave up all that capital for. Now, without Bradish in the picture, it's 100% going to be Burns on opening day. 
Unless he gets hit by an anvil walking to uh, the Coyotes' Acme store there trying to catch the Roadrunner. Barring an injury, Corbin Burns are going to be starting every significant game for the Orioles as far as the status requires. So that, and like to your point, even if Bradish was healthy or John Means, he was still going to be the opening day starter. That's what they traded mm-hmm. him for. So Corbett Burns going to get the opening day start. And as Hyde said, and there was if the visual, the question was asked, had kind of a smirk. Does this mean he'll start opening day? He goes, I'm not committing anything. But he's going to be the opening day starter. Knock on wood against the Angels coming up here on March 28th. Grayson Rodriguez also talked about how he commanded his fastball better when he went back to the minor leagues, and that helped him reestablish himself confidence-wise, performance-wise, and he carried that over to the majors when he came back in the second half of the season where he and Kyle Bradish had two of the five lowest earned run averages in Major League Baseball. Corbin Burns, by the way, was in there as well. And we all know that Grace Rodriguez, last time we saw him on the Hill, he got rocked in game two of the ALDS against the eventual World Series champion, Texas Rangers. But I am very, very excited about him, and I'm very optimistic that he's going to have a monster season here in 2024. Right, we talked about a little bit yesterday that, hey, the confidence that he showed in the second half of the season, now if you come right out the gate with that, you know, he can be an ace for a full 30, 32 starts, whatever it ends up being. And he talked about the fastball there, threw the four-seamer about half of his pitches last year, had very fastball heavy. I uh, also said yesterday he's working in a two-seam fastball, so he's going to have two in his arsenal now. Yeah, and the two has a little more cut than the four-seamer, which is kind of a straight thing. But when you've got that 100-mile-an-hour fastball, it's got natural movement anyway. But, Vinny, this Grayson Rodriguez kid, he was the number one pitching prospect for a couple of years, and we saw the potential. He had some monster starts down the stretch as the Orioles were securing the American League East. Confidence is a huge thing, man. Uh, You know, in sports, between the years, I mean, you look at anything. I mean, like even shooting a basketball, you have confidence in your three-point shot or whatever. I mean, that's a thing with Rodriguez. And and, and then you go out there and, and then you start stacking good performances. Your confidence keeps growing. What was it yesterday, Bob? The Which one was it? They, they wanted to pay him the $19 million and you'll gain a lot more confidence. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, but I mean, Rodriguez Rashad is... Bateman. Yeah, Rodriguez is... Um, I'm guessing that walking in, just like Gunnar Henderson, too, walking in this year, they feel pretty good about themselves walking in because, you know, they should. Gunnar Henderson was feeling good about himself walking in last year because he got that taste in 2022. That's why he was the favorite to win Rookie of the Year, which he eventually won after a slow start. But Grace Rodriguez has that swagger yep. to him. And you even in his first start against Houston, against yeah. the Astros, I mean, he went out there and, okay, struggled early, then settled down. And then the things started to go off the wire, uh, the rails for him, because he wasn't commanding his fastball. He's thrown too many maybe secondary pitches. But that fastball is the table setter. And if this guy stays healthy, he is going to be a beast. Remember, in 2022, he got hurt. That's what stopped. He would have been up in mid-22. He had that, what, was it oblique or whatever it was. And he and even I recall Mike Elias Nolan 
going, ah, this was kind of a setback because everything was trending for him getting called up right right before Gunnar Henderson Mm -hmm. got called up, as a matter of fact. Right, yeah. I mean, that is kind of one thing you look back on last year that, sure, the struggles forced him to go back to AAA, but (laughs) at least he stayed healthy from start to finish. I mean, and for a pitcher in His feelings game, got hurt a little bit. Yeah, but for a pitcher in today's game, I mean, it's a rarity you see a guy that throws that hard, that consistently, to stay healthy from start to finish. Yeah, so his uh, promotion to Baltimore got delayed because of an injury. There was even talk as the Orioles were making that little run towards a possible wild card in 2022 to bring him up. Cooler heads prevailed, but he's here. And right now, he's slotted in as the number two starter, it seems, behind Corbin Burns. So high expectations, rightfully so, for Grace Rodriguez. And we heard Brandon Hyde talking about Heston Kerstad, who was the number two pick in the draft back in 2019, overcome a heart problem that Raham is string injury, suffered in spring training a couple years ago. Question is, where does he fit in for you defensively? The power bat plays. He has immense power for sure. And we saw some of that last year when he mm. yanked a couple into the flag court and uh, such. But where does he fit in with the glove? He will not be playing first base because, as you heard Brandon Hyde say, defense is a premium for this team. And let's not put a guy at first base who's not really adept at it or familiar with it or, quite frankly, good at it. We're still trying to figure out if he's good at either corner outfield spot yeah, right now. You, you know what's what'll be interesting for him, Bob. I mean, all right, he's going to play left and right, and, and but I'm guessing that the outfield down in Sarasota is not the same left field as it is here, and the left field here takes some adjusting. You know, you got to you have to cover a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah. You need to be athletic, and that's why Austin Hayes is brilliant at it. And then right field at Camden Yard, you have the wall, you have to play the caroms. There's some nuances Mm. to the stadium. But Heston Kerstat's here for his bat. Does he come north with the team? Colton Kowser's going to be part of the equation. That's going to be one of the storylines we're going to be following. Exhibition season starts tomorrow. Jacob Calvin Meyer will be joining us. Baltimore Sun at 1 o'clock. Orioles and Red Sox, by the way, you can watch that game on Masson. One of the seven Seven exhibition games they've been kind enough to show you, the loyal fan of the Baltimore Orioles. Next week, NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh going to meet with the media. Going to talk about the Ravens, the secondary cornerback in particular, coming up at 1030. But give us an idea, Vinny, what's happening. What's going on in the domes of EDC and Harvey right now, a couple of days away from heading to Indy? Sounds, sounds like that with Harbs. He's interviewing a lot of coaches, you know, talking to Karpovich yesterday, saying guys are running in and out of there because he's got a lot of coaches to hire. So that's number one on Harbs' list. With, with Eric, he's uh, he's working on restructuring contracts and stuff. That's what that's what he's working on right now and probably setting up meetings with agents is is what he's doing, you know, at least early in the week at the combine. You know, the scouts and everybody else, they'll all be there and they'll be responsible for positions and following groups around and, you know, watching things and then interviewing. The interviews at night, uh, you know, that's Harbs will be at those. And I think they start about 6 o'clock at night and they go to about 10, 30, 11, and they'll be interviewing a bunch of guys every night at the combine. You know, so it's it's an extremely busy time 
when you're there. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Maryland coming up this weekend against Rutgers. Keith Cavanaugh is joining us at 11.30. Talk about the commitment of Derek Queen. Can't talk about him. Willard, who was on the morning show, of course. And then we were going to have Damon, but AT&T. Yeah. Stands for no text, no uh, no t- no talk. Uh, what, what there was the AT and T. Somebody put like one of the memes out on social media. You're one of those young people. What did it mean? AT and T. I didn't see that. All I saw people text uh, or something like people lining up at their local AT and T store, <laughs> like they were rioting or something. But Derek Queen, that's great. Local kid stays home. Yep. Five star recruit. What are they going to do in the recruiting process, Kevin Willard, to bring in a point guard to replace Jameer Young? But does Maryland have it in him? Keith's been saying, I'm a glass half full guy. That glass is almost empty. There's a leak in that glass. Can mm. they make a run here? Final four games, maybe get to 500 in the Big Ten and scare a couple of teams in that tournament. We'll talk about that more. If you want to get in, you can. It's Featured Artist Friday. Who are we jamming to? We'll find out next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, We're going deep cut, it sounds like. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, Featured Artist Friday, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nola McGraw, other side of the glass. It's REO Speedwagon. We know the hits, but what do you got here? Nolan McGraw, song just, chosen by the people. Let's keep pushing. Oh, this is a deep cut. I don't remember this one. And again, I burned a lot of brain cells listening to one of their albums back in the early 80s. But they did have an album called You You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish. What? Maybe it's off of this album. I don't know. But keep on pushing, everybody. REO Speedwagon, you want to get in. Classic band probably should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that thing's a debacle. So who really cares? They've sold a lot of records. They're rich. And I guess that's all that matters to them. So pick a song. We'll play it. We're going to be talking about the Ravens' uh, cornerback issues. And... There are issues. You got one guy, Brandon Stevens, could be in line for contract extension, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Marlon Humphrey, contract restructuring, maybe. 
And then, uh-oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and is it addressed in the draft? Ravens have the 30th pick. We'll talk about that, too, with Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner, at 11 o'clock. Got the combine next week. We'll get into all of that. Orioles open their exhibition season tomorrow against the Red Sox. Corbin Burns going to start. Won't finish, but he'll start. Nonetheless, Terps coming up this weekend against Rutgers. Four games left in the season. They're four games below 500 in the Big Ten they need a miracle. They need a miracle big time. Anyway, who knows? Stranger things have happened. That's why they play the games. And it looks like Tank Davis might be back in the ring here before we know it. And we'll talk about that too. But right now, let's go to the WGK Law phone lines and bring in Tony and Rosedale. Tony, thanks for holding what's happening. Hey, I was holding and I forgot what I started calling for. I do it all the time. And I'm talking all the time. Bob, that's an REO speed speed wagon line. <laughs> you know they take care. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> See, you outfoxed me there. Yeah, I forgot what I started calling for. I want to talk about the Oreos. And in particular, I want to talk about, I'll talk about the role players, in particular, Mateo. But first, I want to talk about the pitching. I think the Oreos will score enough runs to be real competitive, and their defense will be okay. But... The starting pitching, I'm confident it'll hold up even with Means and Braddis, you know, not in the rotation. But I want to talk about the middle relief and the bullpen. There's a lot of things that, you know, we really got to pay attention to during this exhibition season because the Orioles bullpen is going to be counting on, one, Cano having a year like he had last year again. Two, Dylan Tate coming back after not pitching a whole year. That's a huge one right there. And a lot of uncertainty in the middle relief, you know, staff. I want to, you know, get your thoughts on how you think the middle relief is going to do because that comes down to saving and losing a lot of games, the middle relief. How do you look at it? Well, Cano looked good yesterday, apparently, in batting practice. We'll talk about it with uh, Jacob Calvin Meyer from the Baltimore Sun later in the show, but he, remember how brilliant he was in the first half of the season, brilliant enough that he made the all-star team. And then in the second half of the year, he wasn't missing a lot of bats. I mean, he had a big K ratio early, then a lot of balls in play, which is why the defense is going to be huge for the Orioles this year. I don't know what to expect from him, to be totally honest with you. I'm optimistic he'll be good, will be as dominant as he was in the first half of the season or as inconsistent in the second half, probably somewhere in the middle. But I look at it this way too, Tony. Danny Colon, CNL Perez, Cano. They have found kind of that guy the last couple of years, and I'm assuming they'll find another one of those guys over the next five weeks here. Right. And, you know, Kimbrell, Phillies couldn't wait to get rid of him. They said they blame him for not getting to the World Series, blowing those games. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, secondly, I want to talk about, I know yesterday and throughout the week, he was talking about, you know, Jorge Mateo, what role he could possibly play on the Georgie. Georgie. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know who comes to mind when I think of Mateo? Gerard Dyson, Billy Hamilton. Those guys hung around for over a decade. They couldn't hit a lick. But late in the game, you know, they could be pinch hit for by anybody, but also 
they could pitch run for almost anybody and Mateo too. I think Hyde likes having that weapon on the bench late in games. And if you remember coming down the stretch last year when he played only against left-handers, whenever he got in the game, the last month of the season, he caused some kind of havoc, whether it was getting on base or, or, you know, inside the park home run, he's a nuisance to pitchers you know, being on the base pads, whether he gets on there as a pinch runner or gets a walk or whatever, I think Brandon Hyde likes having that weapon on the team. Well, he thanks, Tony, for the call. He loves Jorge Mateo. He's yes. made that perfectly clear for the last couple of years. But as we talked about with Rich Dubroff, and we'll talk about it again with Jacob Calvin Meyer, there's no guarantees he even makes the team. Right. But the fact that he can play the outfield, the wheels are like his calling card. That's the key for him, the speed. But – you got to get on base to utilize that. And where does he fit into the equation for the Birds of Baltimore? They could use a right-handed outfielder, right-handed hitting outfielder, because McKenna's still in the mix. Jorge Mateo, he was brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant in April last year offensively, and then just totally fell off the cliff. Totally. You talk about confidence. Oh, yeah. There was 0.0 Blutarski confidence yeah. at the end of the day for him. And people get excited when he gets on base, but like you said, Bob, he wasn't getting, you know, he wasn't getting on base. And looked hapless and helpless <laughs> at the plate. Yes. At, at yes. the plate. So, But he does bring an element of speed, and he was a brilliant defender at shortstop. That's no longer his position. Jorge Mateo has to reinvent himself, and I think he understands it at this point in time. How many how many reserves do they keep, Bob? I think it's all to be determined right now. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 the fan. Let's go to Baltimore. Rashawn, Rashawn, what's happening? Hey, good morning, fellas. Happy Friday. How y'all doing? Good, all Rashawn. Right. How you doing, Rashawn? I'm all right. Not too bad on this rainy day. You know, Vinny you follows know, you on Facebook, family. Rashawn. I hear that, man. I know, man. You know, I you know. You just, you, you just pop up on my feed for some reason. Then he follows you. I'm like, well, this well, he, I think he, he like uh, requested to be friends with me and then I accepted. Oh, yeah. Hey, I man, see Rashawn. Know, I'm like, what's this guy getting into all of a sudden? Hey, Bob, you need to be more social on there, Bob, man. You know, you need, don't interact as much. Yeah. Last thing I do enough. You know? Last thing I want is a social media <laughs> pissing contest with some imbecile. <laughs> Two o'clock shows yeah. over. Know what I'm saying? If you hey, want to hey, hang out with me, you see me at Pickles. You ain't, you ain't like Rob Long. Be getting going back and forth with people. I man. Got, man, I'm, an old, I'm, again, old, man. I'm an old cranky geezer. I don't want to be getting yeah, into some right. nonsense. No. <laughs> yeah, man. But I call, man. I, want, I got someone to talk Terps, man. You know, I, I ain't a big Terps guy like you, uh, Haney. You know, but um, I, I'm glad we got this guy to commit. Derek Queen. Queen. Derek Queen. Hey, Queen, man. Queen. So I hope, hope this starts a trend, man. We get some of these five-star recruits that, you know, that, that that's all about home. the money. It's all about the money. Yeah, I know. And it made me think of something, too, man. Like, maybe you got more insight on this. What happened when back in the day? How did they not Carmelo down to Maryland? He didn't want to go here, or he thought Syracuse had a better program. Well, back then, ba- you know. Bayheim was a major Baltimore recruiter. Major. And I'll explain it for you. He was a big-time Baltimore pipeline guy. And Carmelo was, because I was, was, I've talked to Mike Daniel forever, but uh, Mike Daniel, Carmelo was interested in Maryland. 
But there's a lot of politics that goes on with the AAU and the rear end smooching and having, you know, other people that you have to go through in regards to securing said commitment. But Jim Beheim recruited Baltimore like a champ. Michael Lloyd comes to mind among, and I'm forgetting guys, uh, Herman Harid, the coach at Lake Clifton now. I mean, he has long been a Baltimore advocate and it worked out great for Carmelo. He goes to Syracuse. What happened? They win the national championship, and he's one and done. And then he goes to the NBA and has a Hall of Fame kind of career. But, yes, there was interest in Maryland to what level. I don't know if it got to like they were in his final three or anything like that. Okay, I always wondered that all them years. And um, it's just it's amazing that, like, what if, like, if he would have came here for one year, you think, did we have the talent well, to also the win the it, national championship Maryland made the Sweet 16 that year. And their recruiting class that year was like ranked in the top seven. They had Nick Kaner Medley, Travis Garrison, Chris McCray, John Gilchrist. I mean, Maryland already had a loaded recruiting class. I mean, they were following up on that national championship big time. But Carmelo went to Syracuse, and it worked out great for him, and it's the way it is. Now, is it the same way with the football program? Because, like, because I think, you know, Tavon Austin would have changed that football program. We would have got him, you know. Ralph Regan was – Maryland was the first school, if I'm not mistaken, to offer him a, a big uh, five scholarship. Like E.J. Oh. Manuel down in Florida, wound mm-hmm. up going to Florida. Ralph mm-hmm. Regan recruited his ass off. And you get talk – when we get lights out on, he'll tell you, like Mike Loxley in the early years had something to do with it, but he went to Illinois – but uh, Ralph Regan recruited big time in this area. That Maryland, there was a time, and thanks for the call, Rashawn. We got to get a break in here. Clock integrity. That they had is they had the second most NFL players in the league when they were in the ACC, behind mm-hmm. only Miami, I think it was. Ralph brought in a ton of NFL and, players. And they were on Austin. Well, and they wound Bob, up going to West Virginia. Right. They were winning. Ralph was winning ten games too. Three years in a row. Yeah. Won the ACC championship. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. You want to get in, you can. You want to talk about the Ravens. Cornerback woes. Are they woes? Eh, kind of, sort of, I guess. Because Jalen Armour Davis and Pepe Williams have not evolved as they head into their third year in the league. We'll talk more about that with uh, Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Banners. We'll talk Terps. Keith Cavanaugh. Get his thoughts on Lefty Drizel. Passed away last weekend. And the... Uh, commitment of Derek Queen. Where does Willard go from here with recruiting? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. He's reacting his way through his reactions. Says John Harbaugh talking about Brandon Stevens, who I guess by all accounts had a breakout season. Yes, he did. In 2023, expectations for high 
going into 2024. Also, Vinny, a guy, it's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, REO Speedwagon, featured artist Friday, Nolan's on the other side, in line for an extension, perhaps. I mean, would that give them any cap relief this year? Because no. he's going into his walk year. Yeah. Um, it would. It's something that they like to do. I, I know that, that they would like to get things done. Um the the thing is is takes two to tangle. Does he want to get something done? You know, he might say, "Hell, I'm I'm just kind of getting. I'm you know I had a hell of a year this year. Wait till next year, and then I can really hit it big." So Eric probably wants to, but I don't know if Stevens wants. I mean, if you offer him enough money, he'll do it. But they're probably right now they're probably looking for more of a team friendly type deal. He had a breakout year. First two picks of his career happened in 2023. By all advanced metrics, he was one of the better cornerbacks in the National Football League. He was their number one guy. I oh, no say. doubt. Yeah, you know what I mean? No Yeah, well, he was the only one left standing. <laughs> yeah. But it, did he improve in the I, ball I, tracking areas? That's still kind of a problem for him. I, I, I think it's still kind of a problem, Bob. I mean, because... He can lock you down, but then, you know, guys will catch the ball on him. That's the thing. But he's a he's a big, athletic guy. And the only thing, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have phenomenal ball skills. And maybe, you know, um, it's more of a natural. You know, like Gino, uh, Kyle Hamilton's got natural ball skills. I mean, the ball seems to find him. He can find a ball. He's got great vision. He's got great anticipation. Those kind of things. Whereas, to me, with Stevens, it's just not natural. Yeah, 74 tackles, two picks, as we said, rated highly in a lot of uh, analytical areas. How many pass defenses did he have, PDs, 11. That's that's pretty good. Uh, That's actually pretty good, you know. But he, you normally... He had 11 in his first two years combined. Yeah. And he he played a lot more, you know. Um, And the thing about it is, is people were throwing away from him. I mean... We were watching that game yesterday, the replay of uh, the uh, Rams game. Rams game. Rams were going after Humphrey all day. Uh, like, Humphrey falls down. Humphrey gets beat deep, Drop gets that a pick PI, in the end zone. And then drops a pick in the end zone. Yeah, uh, Humphrey Humphrey had a bad day. But Stevens, I mean, you could say the, about Stevens is never really had a bad day. I mean, you we never talked about. Damn, Stevens got burned, you know, a bunch that you know, like we have Humphrey and some of the others, Rocky Sin and, and things, you know. So uh, I, I think he had a really consistent season, and he's a legitimate starting corner in the National Football League. I mean, they've got one. Yeah, which seems to be a problem as we're approaching the combine free agency in less than a month. Draft coming up in a little more than two months. We're going to talk more about this with Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner, top of the hour. But let's get out to the phones. Let's go to Jason in East Baltimore. Jason, what's happening? Happy Friday. Bob, Uncle Vinny. Hey, what's up? My guys, man. Hey, look, y'all was talking yesterday about Doc Rivers, right? And the way you broke it down, I closed my eyes, and you were saying that how Doc Rivers won one championship and he's squeezing out the juice, all the juice out of that lemon. And he did that on the back of three Hall of Fame players. Oh, yeah. You know what, man? I, I, man, and you said how he couldn't get a team over the hump currently. 
Man, I closed my eyes and y'all was describing John Harbaugh to a team. Well, I don't remember getting that in depth into the criticism. <laughs> I remember like Perkins was kind of drilling him was yeah. uh, Austin Rivers was sitting right next to him. But uh, okay, so you're saying the parallels are the same? It's uncanny. Same situation. You know, he won a championship. He won a Super Bowl. He had some Hall of Fame players, Ray Lewis, uh, Aries, and you know. He's been, you know, an esteemed coach since then. You know, no, nobody – he seems to be, you know, with, um, you know, secure in his job, what I'm trying to say. But if you think about it, he lived next door to Eric DaCosta. Eric DaCosta said they do a lot of their football discussions from their porch. He'd be on his porch and Coach Harbaugh be on his porch. So, I don't think he's going nowhere no time soon. But it tripped me out when I hear people make the, the – um, the, the connection between Pat Mahomes and Michael Jordan, so he the Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Well, people forgot Michael Jordan didn't win right away. Mike didn't win a championship until his seventh year. And they showed the sports metrics where actually him and Lamar Jackson have the exact identical career path. They both had two MVPs. Um, it was just they both had the same amount of playoff appearances and losses and everything. And the only difference I see is it took Mike to get a new head coach, and Lamar still got John Harbaugh. But I was thinking, what would have what Bill Belichick, what could have Bill Belichick done with that Ravens team last year? Do you think they would have went out like that, or you think Belichick could have won it all with the pieces the Ravens had in place? I don't. I hey, don't. Thanks, Jason. I don't know that Belichick. You know, because the defense was outstanding. New England's offense has sucked since Brady's left. So I don't I don't know that Belichick would have done anything differently or better than Harbaugh. You know I, I you know Harbs. I mean it always happens whenever you lose the coach is going to get criticized. I mean look at you could say what what do you want to say about Andy Reid? He couldn't win either in Philly. He had McNabb. Then he gets Mahomes and he's a Hall of Fame coach. You know so um, just and this was Lamar's first time. Being healthy in a few years, give it time. They may be, they'll be back. They'll they'll be knocking on the door a few more times. And, and real quick, in uh, Jason mentioned Michael Jordan. Difference is, Michael Jordan when they were losing in the playoffs, they were never the number one seat. Right. They were always chasing whether it was Boston, then the Pistons. Then once they got to that number one plateau, they kept or it. that level, they spanked they. They yep. won six titles in eight years and probably would have won eight in a row if he would have stuck around. Lamar's been the number one seed twice and lost playoff games at home. They get, I think, getting to the championship game, I think, is a nice, well, not nice. I think it's an accomplishment that we shouldn't underestimate. Yeah, uh, ask Josh Allen. Yeah, <laughs> he had he went there what his third year and hadn't been back since. Now Josh Allen's not getting. Killed like Lamar gets killed nationally. It doesn't seem like. Oh, he gets ripped. Oh, but not uh, as because uh, of the turnovers. Yeah, but then again, he's also kind of a one man gang offensively. I mean, the guy taking the heat in Buffalo is now Stephon Diggs for whatever reason. If I'm a Bills fan, well, Allen's turnovers cost him game. They were six and six. Yeah, because or whatever it was, they won their won their last four to get in the playoffs. Because of his mistakes, yeah, he keeps you in. And like Jameer Young, shoot you in, shoot you out of games. Their defense being unable to get stops 
is what's been killing them in the playoffs. That's just my humble opinion. It's video 80, 1057 the fan. We'll come back, reset. We'll talk about the Ravens' needs in the offseason. Hey, ESPN people, one analyst talking to a scout saying they expect the Ravens to go get a fancy name running back in free agency uh, yeah. because it might be more cost effective, as you've been saying, <laughs> Vinny. They get a wide receiver. Vinny and Haney, 1057 the fan here on this featured artist Friday. It's REO Speedwagon. Time for me to fly. Who could be flying from the Ravens' nest this offseason? Maybe by their own accord because they're looking for big paydays. Geno Stone. Yep. Patrick Queen, perhaps. But who could be told to leave the nest? Because uh, not that we don't value your services anymore. We're just not getting the same bang for the buck that we used to get. And just reading, you know, the Todd Karpoviches and Jonas, who we're going to talk to, and Jeff's Reback, all the others, uh, Jameson. And if I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize. Everybody that covers the Ravens, Ricard could be at least a extend him and restructure sort of guy. Morgan Moses could be just a flat-out seal. It wouldn't want to be I See, I think Morgan Moses, Morgan Moses is – Cheap, you know. So I think I think he's here. I think I don't think Moses is going anywhere. So uh, he's not. I don't think he's going anywhere. But what about Ronnie? Ronnie's gonna. Be, I, Ronnie I think Stanley they're asking him for a pay cut, Bob. I, I that's that's what I would attempt to. But with Ronnie, Bob, what they say about him? He's a big NFL PA guy, you know. And he goes, uh, my guess is, hey, you paid me. I ain't taking no pay cut. Cut me then. That's my guess. And we'll get into priorities for the Ravens this offseason. And we've discussed, we just talked about cornerback here a couple yeah. minutes ago. Offensive line's got to be huge for Eric DaCosta here, if not the number one priority for him this offseason. Well, I mean, Bob, I mean, they have so many pressing needs. I mean, because you could say O-line, you could say running back, you could say pass rusher, and then you could say corner. I mean, because, I mean, I'm looking at the, the depth chart here, the corners. I mean, they got Stevens and Humphrey, and then you've got Armour Davis, you know, and you got uh, Pepe. You know, there's 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 nothing, and you can't ca- count on Humphrey. Not for 16. No. Didn't get it out. Or 17, excuse me. He played me. 10, yeah. and he was hurt, and he wasn't going to play if they won the Kansas City game. Um, so... I mean, you don't have anything. And you got no backup safeties. So, I mean, the cupboard's kind of bare in the secondary. Yeah, Darby's a free agent. Millette's a free agent. I mean, I guess Millette had a shaky beginning to his Ravens career. He played good. Stabilized. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then Rocky Sin, that was a major bust. Yeah. I mean, to me, whenever Rocky Sin came in, they were going after him, and he was a P.I. waiting to happen. Yeah, that was a called third strike. <laughs> I was on the outside corner. We, were, I mean, and he has b- bounced around during his career. But to your point, cornerback for sure. But offensive line, John Simpson, unrestricted free agent. Kevin Zeitler is moving to another destination. You have Tyler Linderbaum, and that's it. And then uncertainty abound. And we'll talk more in a couple of minutes with Jonas Schaefer. But Salah, Cleveland, you're not a fan of. McCarry's your uh, Swiss Army knife kind yeah. of guy. Voorhees is coming back from an injury. Fa Lele. Entering his third year in the in the league, and you have no idea what you're getting out of this guy. Fala Lele and Cleveland are perennial backups. You do not want them to. You can't win 
what the Ravens want to win if they're your starters. I'll say that. Vinny at 81057 The Fed, Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Talk about all of that and more. When we return, whip around 1115. A lot of cool stuff. Tons, tons of hockey and basketball last night. We'll get into that. Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. He'll give us a scouting report and Derek Queen. What this means for Kevin Willard's recruiting class of 24 and possibly for 25 and beyond. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. Got news from the Nets coming up at noon. Later on in the show, Jacob Calvin Meyer, 1 o'clock live from Florida to talk about the Orioles, who open their exhibition season tomorrow against the Boston Reds. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 